Walt Dib to the Road Rage. We are back. Okay. <clears throat> to go a little further on this, all right? Boxer John, I'm coming to you. There are really only two guys who get to the free throw line on this team. And that's P.J. Hall and Chase Hunter. The other guys get to the free throw line when those two guys put the opponent in the penalty. Okay? When you don't have any of that from P.J. Hall, you don't shoot any free throws. And Shefflin, too, in that regard. But especially P.J. Hall. You don't get any free throws. He's the guy who creates them. He's the guy. If you look at these games, what people need to track are the number of fouls created by Clemson players. P.J. Hall creates most of them, and, and Chase Hunter creates the rest of them. Those are the two guys who create the fouls on the opponents. At the end of game situation, once you're in the bonus, once you're shooting the bonus, guess who benefits? Guys like Gerard, and guess who wins? Clemson. Because when you're in a situation where every foul uh, puts Gerard at the at the line at the end of a half or into the game, guess who benefits? Guess what happens when you don't have P.J. Hall in the paint? Gerard never shoots any free throws. Gerard's never going to shoot free throws. He, he He's third in the country shooting 94% for the following. By the way, it's unbelievable that two guys shooting higher than that. <laughs> it's just insane. But, uh, but there are. But the point is, you get these bonus points by creating fouls. And I have said a million times, college basketball, especially in this league, free throw attempts is where it's at. You've got to be able to get to the free throw line. And this is a team that's one of the best free throw shooting teams in the league and in the nation. But if you're going to shoot one, it doesn't stink and matter. It doesn't matter. And I'm sorry, NC State has nobody who can guard P.J. Hall. Nobody. Burns and Middlebrooks, Middlebrook cannot guard P.J. Hall. Neither one of them. One's a Larde defensively who can't move his feet and doesn't change anything at the rim. The other is a, is a reserve. I, I, by the way, I do have a Middlebrooks comment in a, in a little bit. It's something I've said before. I've said it at least two occasions the last couple weeks. And I'm going to say that again. Because I think the guy had a certain value, and I don't think Clemson replaced that piece. Um, And I've said this on the show. And I think it came home to roost a little bit. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But the guy who creates all the fouls is Hall. You know when Hall doesn't create fouls? When he's out there firing threes. And that's why there has to be a balance to his offensive game. It's why 75% of what he does for this team has to be in the paint. But here's the thing. If he's going to work for low post seals, you got to get him the ball. You got to get him the ball. I mean, you can't look at those halftime numbers and say, well, we shot one free throw attempt and think, well, okay, we can keep doing this. Now, in the second half, it got a little better. Not good enough. I mean, what did Clemson wind up, 14 to 17? Clemson should have shot 35 free throws. You shoot 35 free throws, you win. You win. I mean, was it 14 to 17? Is that what it was? So 
you know, it was 16 of those were in the second half. One of those was in the first half. That's where you lost the game. You want to know where you lost it? That's where you lost it. And, and see, that stuff carries over. Once you sort of get in this habit of just firing up the threes, you just keep doing it. It's hard to sort of change course and say, all right, get the ball inside. PJ, you get inside, get the ball inside. And, and there's more. There's more. Um, one of the dilemmas with Joe Girard getting off offensively is at the end of the game, he starts doing this uh, globetrotter curly kneel deal where he's just dribbling too much. You know, he's feeling good, uh, but he's dribbling too much. And he dribbles into trouble. Um, you've got to move the ball. And I know he was, I know he was on fire much of that second half. But you just can't dribble into traffic, dribble into double teams, turn the ball over in that regard. And and he handled the ball for much of the game. But I'm going to offer him a a a possible out on that too. And again, he, he was instrumental in Clemson having the the lead. Um, you know, maybe the most instrumental piece in Clemson having the need, having the lead. But I still think at times, late in games, he dribbles too much. But, and here's the but, dude played 37 minutes. 37 minutes. Uh, look, I know you want him on the court, and he doesn't seem to really fatigue. So he's in good basketball shape, probably the best basketball shape of his life. But I still think, you know, one of the factors in in succumbing those last couple minutes is probably fatigue. And what I don't get is where's Dylan Hunter? I mean, he he played like four minutes. Where where was he? And you know, here's the thing: when you're coaching a game. It's hard to keep track of player minutes. It really is. You have assistants who do it, but while you're actively coaching the game, it's hard to track those things in your mind. Sometimes it's not until after the game is over, you look at the numbers and you say, man, I had no idea he was only on the court for that amount of time. Or, man, I had no idea Gerard was on the court 37 minutes. Regardless, um, I think that's part of the problem. I I think Dylan Hunter needs to play more. I think he needs to play more. Um. And I realize the type of game it was, et cetera. But I think 37 minutes is too much. And then then you sort of expect that guy to handle pressure and make plays at the end of it. I, I think fatigue was a part of it. I think Gerard was a little bit gassed at the end of this game based on the minutes play. And I think you're going to have to do a, a little better job balancing those minutes moving forward. I don't think anybody else played more than like 30. I think Gerard played over 37. I don't think anybody else played. I think PJ played just over 30. Um, but I don't think anybody else played played more than 30, basically. And so Gerard played seven minutes more and brought the ball up court and did a lot of the scoring. That's a lot on one guy. That's a lot on one guy. But, you know, and and, and look, he's being asked to do some things. Listen, he... He handled the ball a lot at Syracuse, too, because, you know, and, and I think he likes it that way, quite honestly, you know, for a lot of reasons. You know, uh, he's a shooter, and I think shooters like to have the ball in their hands if they can, if they have a handle. 
And when you're out beyond the top of the key, you got a two-way go out there. But I still think at the end of games, at times, he gets in trouble by dribbling a little too much in the front court. And, you know, that happened on a couple occasions. But as I said, I think I think fatigue might play a factor in that. You know, in all honesty, Dose DJs scored 41 points and Hall and Gerard combined for 41 points. So the top two players on each team combined for 41. But I just don't think you can play a half of basketball where you shoot one free throw at home. And it's not the officials. It's it's you're not doing the right thing. That's how you get there. That's how you get there. It's just it's it's too much reliance on the three and not enough game pressure put on NC State. Look, look, what did Burns fall out in like 25 minutes? How, how many how long do you think he would have been on the court if Clemson had gone into Hall in the first half? If Hall had been in the lane and Clemson had repeatedly gone, how long do you think uh, Burns would have been in the game? Five minutes? He, The fat man would have been out in five minutes. Right? Instead, he, he played 25 minutes because you never you never forced any action. You didn't deserve any free throw attempts. You didn't do anything going to the rim. You did nothing inside. That's how you play a casual game, by the way. See, that's that's the makeup of a casual game. It's the makeup of an offense-defensive casual game. When you take the easy way out, which is just to fire up three-point jump shots, you get those shots at any point. You get those shots at any point. And, oh, by the way, they're better coming off inside out anyway. So that was my dilemma uh, with the game. It's what I didn't like. Uh, you know, and I know I've said this before, and I know sometimes the game gets going and, and you know, individual guys get going and you forget about who your star player actually is. That, you know, that's the reality of it. Um, Tex said, Walt, this is why I appreciate your takes, Walt. Uh, this is Texter828. Duke game was clear robbery. This was not. No, it wasn't. This this Clemson was their own worst enemy in this game. Uh, Clemson did not do the things that you have to do to win. You know, I, I don't know if they mailed it in. I don't know if they had beat NC State six times in a row and they thought seven was going to be easy. I, I don't know. I just know it was way too casual a game. Way too casual a game by Clemson. It's uh, Zeke and Boxer John. Um, Zeke, Zeke, how are you? Yeah, that's a, uh, that's a bad loss, Walt, for this reason. I thought they'd roll NC State. That's not a bad loss to me. I really, I mean, I thought they'd beat them up 15 to 20, to be honest with you. Uh, I didn't see this anywhere coming as a loss. Uh, I'd circuit some games I thought were going to be tough for Clemson uh, at Wake Forest. Uh, I think Pittsburgh at home is going to be a tough game because Pittsburgh's, you know, hottest team in the conference winning five straight. And they've won at Wake and they've won at Virginia. Uh, so I think that's a tough game. And I think at Georgia Tech could be a tough game. But I didn't have NC State circled as a tough game considering Clemson is on NC State. And uh, you're right, man. I mean, if you just feed the post, dominate the post, uh, that that game's a 15-plus point win, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I just I, I just don't think you play a home basketball game with with a 6'10", 300-pounder on defense and Middlebrooks backing him where Hall is not involved in the offense and where you shoot one free throw. I just I, I think that's a recipe to play a casual game. And, and, and these, this happens in basketball. It just does. And you don't, you, you, sometimes you don't even realize it, like I said, uh, as the game's going on. But, you know, that was the reality to me. I, I just watched Clemson play a casual game, firing up a bunch of threes, no real effort to go inside to haul, no effort to get to the free throw line. Again, just uh, uh, trading jump shots with NC State, which, you know, again, given the way uh, DJ Horn is playing, that's that's not a recipe to win. Nope. And I thought Clemson, I had, you know, when the procedure started, I had Clemson third in the conference. I still thought they could finish top four. They can, realistically, they could, but it's a tough road to get in the top four now because I just think I think their schedule is tougher than some people. I, I think they'll beat I Pitt. That, I, I think they'll beat Pitt. They beat Pitt at Pitt. I think they're better than Pitt. I think they'll beat them again. That well, that was a tough game, but it's at home. But you've lost. They've lost four home games. I think the Wake Forest games are toughest game. Uh, I think that that's one I had circled as a loss. Georgia Tech they should beat because you know they should sweep them. But it won't be an easy game, but. Yeah, I don't think they're where they want to be to lose two more games. Well, they they can't sweep season. Georgia Tech because uh, they already lost to them once. So Georgia Tech beat them. Yeah. yeah so they should go in there and get a split then. I yeah. agree. They should go in there and get a split. Uh, believe it or not, I think the Pitt home game will be tougher than the Georgia Tech road game, Walt. I just think that team's playing good basketball right now. But so is Clemson until the other night. You know, it doesn't seem like anything lasts in this league right now. I mean, there were that's, people well, saying North Carolina was going to go unbeaten the rest of the way. That their schedule that, was kicked. That's stupid talk. I mean. That's stupid talk. You know, and so uh, I just think. Well, there's ups and, there's ups and downs. Yeah, that's right. basketball, there's. Well, especially I mean, in league play, because the, everybody knows you. I mean, everybody knows you. Yeah. It's the way it, the, it's the way it works. That's that's part of this. Well, well, I mean, you know, here's said, thing. you, you know what? You weren't going to beat Clemson a hundred and twenty times in a row. And guess what? Clemson wasn't going to beat NC State every time they played no. for, for all eternity either. You know, but I I just I thought you know for example I thought against North Carolina. Clemson played a remarkably intense basketball game. Every the, the well, focus did. was there. They played exactly the way you want to play. I just thought against NC State they played an extremely casual game and ultimately paid a price for it. Well, Walter, young kids, and that's why that's why you know I get frustrated. How did you beat Syracuse by thirty six and then lose to them? Yeah, you just, that doesn't seem possible to me. But yeah. it's the same thing. You can watch your team. And tell, and I'll give you an example. When North Carolina won about nine straight, they were as locked in, yeah. intensity wise, defense wise, rebound. And you know what? They haven't been lately, uh, and that's cost them. I, I saw that with Clemson. Uh, you know, I saw a team that sort of went through the motions. Uh, and you know what? Clemson, North, none of these teams outside of Connecticut <laughs> yeah. are good enough to go through the motions and, and and always win games. It just it doesn't happen. But you know what? I think uh, getting back to that. And you know, and you know game, what? You know what, Zeke. And to give Hurley and, and yeah. Connecticut credit, they seldom go through the yeah. motions. They 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 want to rip no. their head off. They're they're not only hyper talented; no. they're hyper competitive. No, I'll say this: it's 
first of all, I think they're better than last year's team. Yep. That's number one. Number two is they've got so – and here's what's impressive about them. It's very rare you can get this. Not only do they want to rip your head off, but they are an extremely unselfish team. That's right. You know the most – I mean, you know, they are, If you think about the most underrated players in America, you know one of the most underrated players is it's Alex Caravan. That guy is an extremely oh. underrated player. Well, what kills me, Walt, is they're the only team I've watched that goes, I don't care if you want to go small, That's right. go big. There's not a team. There, yep. Every team's got a matchup where you go, boy, I wish I wouldn't see yep. them in the tournament. Man, I wish I would. You know, every team, I mean every team outside of Canada yep. has that. Yep. Connecticut is the only team that can look at their bracket and go, I don't care. Yeah, the <laughs> first thing every team in this tournament is going to do is check their bracket to make sure UConn's not in it. That's the first thing everyone's going to well, do well, this year. They have us as the number one two seed. And they have us as a two seed in Connecticut. No, thank you. Let me be the worst two seed. That's right. <laughs> and go to the Midwest. That's right. and get go Purdue. anywhere. Go I mean, anywhere but let somebody else fool with Connecticut. Uh, hey Zeke, I got to run. Yeah, man. If I get good right, speaking, buddy. Uh, quick break. Uh, Boxer John and Tennessee Steve, you're coming right up. For over 36 years, Little John Portable Toilets has proudly served the upstate. From construction to special events, Little John Portable Toilets has you covered with worry-free toilet service, delivered, cleaned, and sanitized, serving the upstate and further when possible. Portable toilets, handicapped, hand wash stations, holding tanks, executive restroom trailers. And if you have a question, we have a live person to talk with. Little John, family owned and operated. 800-499-5667 and at littlejohntoilets.com. Concerned about a potential gas leak at home? No worries. Fort Hill Natural Gas, your safety-focused energy provider, has you covered. Natural Gas, renowned for its safety and reliability, ensures your household comfort while it's colorless and odorless. We've added a distinctive rotten egg scent for instant leak detection. If you ever smell a gas odor, act fast and call the Fort Hill Natural Gas office immediately. For more safety tips, visit FHNGA.com. I'm Richard Thompson of Thompson & King Law Firm, and I believe that every person has a God-given desire to work. That's why I take Social Security and workers' compensation cases very seriously, because most folks don't really want to think they're disabled. They hesitate to file for disability, and when they're turned down, they hesitate to appeal their case. But they are disabled. If you're presently unable to work on a daily basis, even if you don't fully understand the cause, come see me. I'll take your case seriously. I know you do. The Thompson & King Law Firm, 222-0200, or online at thompsonking.com. Serving delicious meals at a fair price for over 50 years, Wendy's commitment to good done right is unwavering. For decades, they've served up great deals to feed the whole family. And nowadays, they're bringing you breakfast favorites, the pretzel baconator, the biggie bag, and you can't forget the frosty, all available to order in the palm of your hands with the Wendy's app. Doing the right thing in the right way is the Wendy's way. Download the Wendy's app and visit your local store today. Some days, my active psoriatic arthritis makes it hard to get in the game. Now, the ball is in my court, thanks to treating my skin and joints with Sky Rizzi. Rizinkizumab Rizzi, a prescription-only 150-milligram injection for adults. Sky Rizzi helps with less joint pain, stiffness, swelling, and fatigue. For those who also have plaque psoriasis, 90% clearer skin is possible with just four doses a year after two starter doses. 
Don't use if allergic to Skyrizi. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With Skyrizi, there's nothing like clearer skin and better movement, and that means everything. Ask your doctor today about SkyRizzy and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. Powered by Upcountry Fiber, we are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Providing fiber internet, HDTV, and phone service, Upcountry Fiber is a stronger connection. I'm in a glass case of emotion! Well, that's what we're here for to get you out of your sports glass case of emotion. You're welcome. We are the Roar. Walter Tula Road Rage coming right to your calls in a second. Let me tell you about Canty. Water in the crawl space can sit there for months or years. Standing water in the home can damage the foundation. Rot wooden beams and joists cause mold and mildew, contribute to unhealthy air inside the home. Standing water, that musty smell in your basement, can you sign a major problems for you in your home if not addressed. Canty Foundation Specialists are your trusted local expert in basement waterproofing and crawl space repair. Canty offers solutions to fit any of our budget. Even the smallest leaks aren't going to get better over time. So call Canty today. Uh, tell them I say it's how it works. 1-803-373-0949. 1-803-373-0949. They offer free inspections, lifetime warranties, financings available if needed, cracks in your exterior and interior walls, uneven floors or doors, windows that are hard to open. Call 1-803-373-0949. Visit their website, cantycanfixit.com, C-A-N-T-E-Y. Again, uh, 17 free throws at home is just not enough. Those are free points. They're supposed to be free points. And Clemson is an excellent free throw shooting team. But you don't get to the line unless you create fouls. And this team doesn't create fouls unless the ball goes in the hall, in the paint, and or Chase, Chase's ability to drive gets to the free throw line, gets him to the free throw line. And again, it's not just important in the moment, it's important later. It's important in getting to the bonus, which gets Gerard to the free throw line. Especially at end of game situations. There, there is a there's a domino effect to creating fouls that you have to have at home. It's almost like Clemson plays with with, with more smarts and intensity on the road. At, at home, in front of the home crowd, they get a little lackadaisical and everything's a good shot. Everything's not a good shot. I mean, most of these three-point shots, you can get at any point in the shot clock. And you can certainly get them working inside out. But Hall, above all else, has to have paint touches for this team to get to the free throw line 
to make their free throws and to get to the bonus later in halves. You know, it's a necessity. That's why you're trailing at the half. You had a couple threes late to put lipstick on a pig at the end of that first half. But that's all it was. I mean, you know, those two threes made a double-digit NC State lead, uh, cut it in half, made it made it look better. But that was not a good half of basketball. And it starts with not involving your best player in the paint where he is most effective and where, most importantly, he creates fouls. He gets the other team in foul trouble, which later benefits the whole basketball team. You don't have any of that when he doesn't take any shots in the lane. Nothing in the paint. What? How many first-half shots did he have in the paint? How many? I mean, how many do you have in a game? Six? How many in the first half? One? That's insane. That's what happens. Uh, it was just too casual a game. And, and that's got to change. If this team is to find the consistency necessary to go on a run now in the ACC tournament and or the postseason – you got to remember who your best player is, and you got to make sure that he, that you don't go more than a couple possessions without him getting a lane touch. Even if he, even if he doesn't shoot, even if he just passes it back out, you should be able to play inside out offense and get Gerard and other shots. There, I thought there was one really good thing that came out of this game. I know it doesn't sound like I think that, but I think there was one really good thing, and I'm going to get to that in a little bit. But I just, I found myself saying this before, don't forget who your best player is. And, and you can never, never play a game at home where you have one free throw attempt and a half. That's just, that's just crazy. I mean, that's just, that's just crazy. I mean, it's impossible. Again, it's not officiating. No, nobody screwed Clemson over in the first half. Clemson screwed themselves over. And I, I just have... I have higher goals and aspirations for this team. I just think I, I think I think this coach and this team are are special, and I think this season can can be sort of a magic carpet ride. But you know, remember I said that that line that came from Shanahan. Maybe he should have followed himself, but and maybe he would have won the Super Bowl. But remember, Shanahan is the guy who I believe who authored this comment. Um. The team that wins is the team that does the right thing for the longest period of time. I mean, that sounds so simple, but it's so true. The team that wins is the team that does the right thing for the longest period of time. I would suggest to you that NC State did the right thing for a longer period of time than Clemson did in that game. And I think it started out in the first half. Uh, Boxer John in Tennessee, Steve. Boxer John. John, how are you? Good to have you. Fine, Walt. How are you doing there, buddy? Good. Appreciate you getting in. As always, John. Hey, man, uh, I was uh, listening to you there, and uh, I tell you, the uh, the thing about that is, of course, it's been a long time since I played the best. Well, last time I played in competitive basketball was back when, about nine years ago. I was eighty-one, and I was down playing three-on-three three at the 
wild with you, God. <laughs> I love and, it, John. Uh, I decided, I said, you know, if I jam my finger turning knuckle, which I've done over the years playing baseball, I said, man, it'll take me forever to recover. So I, I quit. I just started shooting. And uh, anyway, but you were talking about it. The, the doggone thing about it, my take on this about one free throw and a half of basketball means you're not doing two things. Number one, you're not driving to the basket. Yeah. Number two, you're not playing defense. And uh, that's uh, <laughs> I don't see how you win games if you don't do those two things. And that's kind of kind of my my take on that game you're talking about there, Walt. Well, uh, yeah. again, not driving to the basket and not getting Hall involved in the paint because again, he's your best player, and the only way this team creates fouls is with him. That's what happens, you know. <laughs> He had one game recently where he, uh, the other team fouled him ten times. He created ten fouls. Yeah. Yeah, that's potential twenty points or more. <laughs> but and and yeah. you know again, if he's standing out at the three point line, whether it goes in or not, you're not creating any fouls. You're not creating fouls. Yeah. And it and see, it's almost like he has a bigger responsibility and the team has a bigger responsibility to get him the ball because the other guys in this team, with the exception of Chase Hunter, are not really capable of creating fouls. Therefore, yeah. he has to be the one to do it. And if he's standing out at the three-point line, firing threes, even though he can make that shot, you're not yeah. getting that added benefit of, of the foul creation. And there's no one left to do it as half one proved. Again, I believe... Yeah. He, I, I, I'm not certain of this. I believe he might have had one paint shot in the first half, and not so surprisingly, Clemson had one free throw attempt. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. My lifetime, two biggest changes in sports came about with basketball and football. Basketball was just when they established a three-point line, and in football, it was when they created the rule that quarterback slide. And not get hit. Yeah, and those things really, really changed change it a pretty good bit. And, and uh, my way I see it, but they're great games. I still like to watch them. And uh, although I don't participate yeah. anymore, but I'm a big fan. Oh, I was going to say one, one other thing too. What you were talking about the the, the Super Bowl you know, uh, earlier in the show, there was somebody. You know, my kind of my take on that was the reason I enjoyed the game so much. That quarterback was Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah. The last one picked in. Yeah. And, and, you know, there the guy is in the Super Bowl and did a pretty good job. He threw 255 yards. I saw where one, uh, one of the coaches had an article, one of the pro coaches had an article, said the guy played a good enough game to win. But he they went down and he lost in the last play of the last game they did. And he lost to the team with the best quarterback and the best coach in pro football. And, uh, so I, I was kind of, you know, just Mr. Irrelevant, the last guy, you know, you had. had well, you know, well, you know, the good news bit. on that front, John, is he's still Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, he is. <laughs> but but he won a, he he made it to the Super Bowl though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and but, lost. No, uh, and no one remembers uh, the losers, John. No, one, <laughs> yeah. that's the reality of yep. our sports world, John. You know, it he'll, he'll he'll be a footnote on history somewhere that twenty years from now nobody will care about. Well, anyway, it was a good story. Yep, yep. <laughs> it was. All right, well, Thank you, John. I appreciate it, buddy. Good speaking to you. John's playing basketball in 1881. He's playing three and three now. I know. <laughs>
Longer recovery time, he yeah, says. He's, he's out now because he yeah. just, longer recovery time and the sprained ankle stuff. Uh, Tennessee Steve and then Looper. Tennessee Steve. Steve, how are you? Good to have you. Appreciate that. Doing fine, thanks. I tell you what, that Burns kid, he scored the first six points. You talk about inside game. Looked like Charles Barkley almost that. <laughs> Well, you know, again, he's a, he's a big-bodied dude, and offensively, he has good footwork, you know. So uh, he'll also just back you down endlessly. And uh, But, you know, he's a, he's a problem if he's allowed to just back you down, and he has good footwork in the paint. And he's he has an array of, of, of big-man uh, shots down in the post. So, you know, he can do some of those things. But the thing is, he's also a human foul machine, who fouled out in like 25 minutes, and it would have been five minutes had Clemson gone inside to B.J. Hall. He would have been out of the game in, in the first ten minutes. There, there's no doubt about that. But another glaring thing that I noticed, especially at the end of the game, I don't know exactly how many turnovers Clemson had, but two or three of them could not have come at the worst right. time. Yeah, they were bunched at the end. I, I think Clemson turned it over like five times in the last five minutes, and a couple of those were on Gerard. And I thought he dribbled too much at the end of the game. You know, this is sort of a byproduct of him uh, doing most of the offensive scoring in the second half. You know, he's still sort of looking for his own late in the late in the game. And I think fatigue might have played a part in that too, because uh, he had played over 37 minutes with with very little rest. Well, well, that that's true because it, it'll definitely take a lot out of you. Yep. But there is one. Uh, silver lining there about them playing good away from home they're not going to be at home in the tournament so yeah that's a good thing yeah no it's a, that's 100 percent right and uh they're not going to be at home wednesday and they need to uh pick it up as road warriors and continue their performance at road on the road and sort of figure this thing out at home and play a little less uh casually at home i think I agree, and they they need to be at their best, and they've got a little bit of time to fine tune it. And yep. because uh, the other teams in the tournament, they're going to be at their best, so they need to be also. But Walt, you have a good night. Yep. You're going to have a good night. Good speaking with you. Thank you. Uh, hey, look, how about this? If you're looking for a job with a company that's focused on family, Glen Ravens Anderson Plant, makers of high-quality Sombrella products, is hiring. Sombrella is an established and trusted local business in operation since 1986, invested in helping our community. As a family-run company offering competitive hourly rates to help you support your family, you'll enjoy premium benefits including a pension program and much more. High-quality, sustainable products made right here in our backyard. Sombrella, outdoor and indoor Furniture, awnings and shade structures, marine boat tops and and seating, uh, healthcare and hospitality. They make awesome products. You'll be proud to work for them. Strong benefits package, sign-on bonus opportunities that are structured for both the employee and their families. How about this? Two sign-on bonuses right now. You sign on. You get a $1,500 sign-on bonus. You refer somebody that Sunbrella hires. You get a $2,000 sign-on bonus. If you're experienced or willing to be trained, apply today at join.sumbrella.com. That's join.sumbrella.com. Quick break. Looper, you're first on the other side. You can get in really for the first time all day. And now another no-brainer money-saving tip from Progressive. That doesn't sound good. Paper shredder's jammed, but I think I fixed it. Oh, well, try shredding these $50 bills then. 
seems like it's working. Mm, better try another 400 bucks. Stop. Instead of using money, use regular paper. And here's a better tip from Progressive on how not to waste money. Don't pay too much for car insurance. Drivers who switch and save could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. Not available in all states. Sitting here today with our good friend, Gary Mahaffey of Insurance for Seniors and Disabled. Gary, texter asks, Walt, I screwed up waiting on my insurance company to sign a new contract with my hospital doctors and they failed. Can Gary help me? Texter, you are far from being the only person who did this. I have a high probability of being able to help you, but time is of the essence. I need you to contact me right away at 864-307-8484 to resolve this dilemma. There you go, listener. You need to move on this and call Gary today at 864-307-8484. Again, 864-307-8484. And remember, the Gary represents the seven largest Medicare insurance companies and approximately 125 different plans. In the unlikely event that you would want another company's plan, Gary will still shepherd you through SHIP or Medicare to accomplish that goal. It's time to update your home with a fresh coat of paint. Get rid of those popcorn ceilings or wallpaper, maybe even refinish your kitchen cabinets. Don't try to do it yourself. Trust Serta Pro Painters to do the job right, on time and within your budget. Your local Serta Pro team is with you from the first phone call to the final walkthrough, offering expert opinions on color choices, project updates, and even financing options. No more waiting. Start your project today. Visit CertaPro.com to schedule a free consultation. CertaPro.com. When you're looking for the beautiful gift she deserves, do what I do. Shop at Turner's Jewelers. They have an amazing selection of silver, gold, precious gems, and diamonds. And Turner's can create a custom piece she'll absolutely treasure. Whatever the occasion, trust a tradition of family excellence for more than 60 years. Shop now at turnersjewelers.com or visit them today in the Applewood Shopping Center next to Belk and Seneca. Southern hospitality meets diamond know-how at Turner's Jewelers. Hey guys, did you go up a pant size over this winter? Shed that weight with semiglutide from Low Country Mail. It reduces cravings, lowers A1C, and lets you lose weight with no strict diets or exercise. All plans include primary care, labs, medication, and more. No long-term contracts, just straightforward pricing. Proven results make men men again. Lowcountrymail.com And now another no-brainer money-saving tip from Progressive. That doesn't sound good. Paper shredder's jammed, but I think I fixed it. Oh, well, try shredding these $50 bills then. Seems like it's working. Mm, better try another 400 bucks. Stop. Instead of using money, use regular paper. And here's a better tip from Progressive on how not to waste money. Don't pay too much for car insurance. Drivers who switch and save could save hundreds. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Potential savings will vary. Not available in all states. No transfer portal here. We're here to stay. We are the war, where every day is game day.
Walter to the Road Rage, we are back. Uh, Texter245 has been uh, busy. Um, he said, I felt PJ hitting those threes early. My influence is post-play. There's always that chance, and I think there is something to that. Uh, and you, you, you responded to your own uh, message by saying, I think it did. I would I would agree with that. I think I think you're onto something. I, I think that's why that kind of situation is sometimes dangerous. Um, he said, I wanted the ball more on the perimeter instead of on the block, not attacking. Um, I need PJ on the block, Hunter driving and kicking. Look, I, I, listen, I, I think all those things are right. I mean, I again, it's <laughs> you have to understand the way this team creates fouls. It's not their strength. There aren't a ton of guys who drive to the rim and create their own. Now, some of these bench guys like Beetle and Godfrey, they get to the rim. Um, and they have the potential. Uh, but the, the dilemma there is Godfrey's shooting 48% from the line, and, and Josh isn't a great free throw shooter at this point either. So, you know, your starting lineup are your best shooters, and they're the guys who have to get to the free throw line. And as I said, Free throw attempts. You want to look at what determines winning and losing. Look at that category. It's a category that Duke and North Carolina in this league have dominated forever. Uh, when you when you shoot when you have more attempts than the opponent uh, makes, uh, you know, or we do have more makes than the opponent attempts. I should say you're going to do pretty well, and they get a ton of attempts all the time. One in the first half is just not. That's just not acceptable. That's just you can't win. That's how you lose. So you didn't lose. You know, some things happen in the end. Could you have been better at the end? Yes. Is that why you lost? No. Did you? Listen, again, at the moment, DJ Horn's the best guard in this league. And I hinted that Thursday night when I say he scored 82 points in the last three games. At the moment, he's the best guard in this league. He's the hardest cover. He's the hardest cover. And that proved true. He scored 27 points and killed Clemson down the stretch and and uh, was creative, hit every kind of shot possible, and, and, and that's been an issue. That's been an issue for this team, leveling off opposing elite guards. And in his case, he's the most elite of the elite right now. He's playing, he's playing better than any of the guard in the league. Now, again, it's mostly about him and his scoring, but that's the reality of it. But... The, the answer to that is you've got to do the things that you do well. You, you can't change some of that stuff. Some of it's just your, your makeup. It's your DNA. What you can make sure you do is focus on the things you do well. And I, I just did not think that happened in this game. Uh, 11 shots is not enough shots for P.J. Hall. And when half of them are from three-point range, that's too much. You know, he needs to be taking at least 10 shots in the paint every game. Every game. At least. And like I said, that's what creates the free throw opportunities for the other guys. That's the domino effect. You have to have it. You can't ignore it. And that's what happens when you start playing casually and just running up and down and firing threes like the other team is. You just, you're not doing the right thing for the longest period of time. And I, I felt like in this game, uh, I just didn't think Clemson did the right thing uh, really at all, to be honest. Uh, Looper and Easley. Looper, how are you, Looper? 
Yeah, yeah, well, yes. Uh, well, we're on Mr. Me and Kevin Saturday with uh, having our little uh, PP meeting. Had some cookie dough, uh, kind of enlightened the brain, kind of sitting there watching the Cyclone game. Now, this is a puzzle to me. You know, I figure, you know, they, you know, they're a pretty good team. Got to give them credit. He remember Banny Roosters. You know, I'm yeah. sitting here, you know, we look, you know, and uh, had the tablet outside. So, well, this game looked like it's over. <laughs> and me and me and Kevin, we were talking about the cookie, cookie doughs and come back about 10, 15 minutes later. Clicked on the tablet. And I don't know what happened. So I had to, I, I'm going to go back and rewatch it. So next thing I know, they was in trouble and they lost. I mean, uh, they, like you said, you know, yeah, uh, beginning of the season, we was, uh, you know, going to the line, foul line a lot. You know, that's how we won them all in conference games. I mean, uh, I don't know what's changed, but there they go. It's just the ball goes up and down. But I figured they'll bounce back Wednesday. And like you said, you know, if they'd have done the way they were playing in the first part of the season, yeah, they, this has been a, uh, probably a 15-point victory, but we didn't get it, so we'll just have to go on to the next one. Now for Mr. Texter. And the good news is they've been great on the road. They're going to have to continue to well, be great yeah, on the yeah, road. I, I mean, they, uh, they're pretty good. They Still, we need a little little piece here and there. And Brownell Hill, just another recruiting class that's coming in. Got, enough, got a few good players coming in. Anyway, this is for Mr. Texter. Elon Musk is releasing a new Tesla house, Mr. Texter. When you said that horrible comment about, you know, something running at the diarrhea. But, you know, uh, I reckon, I don't know if you would understand who Tesla was. Might be beyond your capability. You know, uh, you have to be able to read and understand science. He come up with alternate current. You know, <laughs> you know, he beat it out. Beat old Mr. Old, uh, Edison out. Edison wanted that direct the current. Yeah. We had to build a darn transformer about every hundred yards. You know, uh, kind of greedy. You know, but he, Tesla come up with that alternate current, you know, where you can just have a little transformer, push it out about 500 miles, and you don't need another little relay place. Save a lot of time that way. So, Mr. Texter, uh, look up Elon Musk and his releasing this new Tesla house, the little small house, and see what entrepreneurs can do <laughs> thank you <laughs> it's the science lesson today ramona on a monday science yeah and i, I think it's tesla <laughs> oh, <she's saying. laughs> but but yeah it's a, a science <laughs> lesson and i guess that refers to something a texter said last week about loops about looper on a friday maybe that that that, uh, that carried over the weekend. How about that? Um, Dexter said, uh, "The ball continues to go up and down." Uh, you can get in six five four seven six two seven. Dexter said, "Davis is the leading scorer in the ACC." That Texas North Carolina fan. That's true. And again, he's been the best for the course of the season. I said now. I said right now. I said the guard is playing better than anybody. Davis has not played great of late. Did not play great against Clemson. Did not play great in a couple of those other games. He has not played great of late. Uh, but this kid has. I mean, 
this kid's been absolutely unbelievable. I mean, he's averaging almost 30 a game in the last four and like 27 a game in the last five. Uh, so no one's playing as he is right now. He, he Right now, he's a unstoppable scoring machine. It's been that way no matter who they've played. He's been, he's been that guy. Okay, so what's the good news out of this game? <laughs> because, uh, you know, I focused on the uh, bad news. And I... I was just, just I was disappointed. I, I was disappointed for a team that had won three straight, played like Warriors on the road, uh, came up big in clutch time in the last four minutes of the prior three games, played really well in those situations. And I thought that it, this would certainly carry over against a team they beaten six times in a row. And maybe it was that. Maybe it was that you had lost respect for them. You know, think about that. You know, it, it, obviously this team had changed significantly from last year's team, but you beat this team's brains in six straight times, and the last three were were just brutal. I mean, just you just destroyed them. You know, that's a little like when North Carolina played Syracuse the first time, beat them by 36 points, then you play them again later, and you just didn't respect them, and they beat you. You know, it's a little bit like that, and there may have been that factor, and that may have accounted for some of the casual play. But... Clemson just did not play smart enough, long enough, or with enough intensity. It was just, it was just, like I said, just too, too casual a performance. Um, again, you went in six five four seven sixty seven. There is a good part of this. Um, Texter said, it was Texter two four five Ramona. He says, "Well, I'm elevated in life. I'm now Mister Texter." Cheers, Looper. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. All right, so I think there was a good part of this game. Any any guesses? What I think the good part was? I don't mean like you know Godfrey. I think Godfrey played well. I, I like Godfrey's game. I, I like the fact that. Every time dude catches the ball, he's trying to get to the rim. And he's explosive enough to do it, no matter who's out there. I I, I like that. Uh, but I'm thinking of something else. And this is a little less a little less tangible. Um, Texas said there have been several games where we do not get the ball in the paint like we should to PJ. Is that a coaching and game playing issue or is something else? Getting the ball in paint is fundamental in basketball. There have been several it's it's not been the same thing every game. You know, like uh, we just watched the team sag in and do everything they could to deny the ball to PJ. Um, and and so that was a defensive thing. This wasn't to me. I, I don't think either of those cats can cover PJ Hall on the paint. I don't think they, either of them have any chance. I think they're both human foul machines, and I, I think uh, Burns would have been out of the game in five minutes if he had just gone into Hall. And then you would have been shooting a bunch of free throws in the first half, and you would have won the game by 10 or 15 points. I I think sometimes, though, the game gets away from you while you're playing. And even though assistants tell you these things and you, you see the numbers at the half, um, and there was some change in that in the second half. So there was some adjustment. But I just think as a staple, you know, a team that, that likes to shoot the three can forget where their bread's actually buttered. And your big man... And your star likes to shoot the three too, and and he's actually, d- despite the percentage he has shot this year, he's still a really good shooter from three point range. 
one of the better 6'10 shooters in the country. But he's most effective for this team when he's in the paint. And and the impact that he has on the game is just significantly greater. Because if he's standing outside, if he's standing outside at the three-point line, there's nobody to get to the three free-throw line. Nobody. Now, you might think if your big is away from the basket that it opens up the driving lanes, but there's really only one guy in the starting lineup who drives, and that's Chase Hunter. And those two guys, as I said, are responsible for creating all of your free throw attempts. Um, so you have to have that. Um, Dexter said the good part was that it ended and it wasn't any worse than it was. Yeah, well, it, it maybe there maybe there is that. Um, but here's what I thought was the good part. I thought up until the end of the game, all right, and I think there were some things that happened there at the end of the game. I thought the first. 15 minutes or so of the second half was the best that Chase Hunter and Joe Girard had played together as a backcourt. I thought there was a chemistry there in the first 15 minutes of the second half that had not been there all year. It really felt like, honestly, as Clemson opened up that 12-point lead, I, I was really starting to think we're starting to see something special here. We're starting to see Chase Hunter and Gerard with a better feel for each other's games and looking for each other situationally. I thought that the first 15 minutes of the second half, we saw more of that with those two guys as a backcourt than we had seen at any point all year. And I was pretty happy with that. And then the end of the game happened. <laughs> And I was less happy, but I think that's the positive coming out of the game. Quick break. WCCP-FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson, WAHT AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartanburg. We are the roar. Spring is coming, and with it, pollen season. Be ready to rid your ride of pollen by purchasing your Tiger Express Wash Anywhere Unlimited Fast Pass. Visit Tiger Express Wash online or any of their three locations for a pre-purchased monthly pass that can be used as often as you like at all Tiger Express wash sites in Clemson, Pendleton, and Easley. You can be ready in advance with a fast pass from Tiger Express Wash. More locations, same quality care. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, your favorite drafts are poured at a frosty 29 degrees, and rare barrel-aged whiskeys are served just the way you want them. It's bigger game days and bolder fight nights. I mean, where else can you find a scratch kitchen that always comes in clutch? Every day, from lunch to late night. Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. Get wings the way you want them. Try Twin Peaks wings bone-in breaded, naked, smoked and grilled, or boneless in your favorite saucer rub. Hey, sports fans, want to join a team that's making a difference in people's lives? Arthrex is hiring. They develop innovative technologies that help treat orthopedic sports injuries around the world and in your community. Learn new skills in a clean, high-tech environment with exciting amenities and benefits, including a sign-on bonus, free lunch, free on-site medical care, attractive shift schedules, and an on-site child care center coming soon. View available jobs at careers.arthrex.com. That's careers.arthrex.com. No manufacturing experience required. Hi, 
everybody, I'm Don Munson. Up next is your daily update on what's happening with Clemson Athletics. But first, this from Founders Federal Credit Union. Attention all basketball fans, are you ready to experience MVP treatment in banking? Look no further than Founders Federal Credit Union, where personalized service is the winning play. Don't settle for being